Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode 108. Since we last saw you, we've ended our European adventure, had a pretty mental game at Tynecastle, and a whole lot more. So, of course, I, Daniel McIver, I'm here to speak about it, as ever joined by the wonderful Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? Why are you laughing at that introduction? I think that's the first time I've ever been called wonderful. Uh, So thanks very much for that, mate. Uh, I'm alright. Can't really be arsed with this tonight, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, You're in that, for a good one, folks. <laughs> I'd imagine that's what the majority of our squad will be saying tomorrow. Tomorrow, I rock. So it's a good laugh. How are you? No, it's, it's a great start. Uh, I'm in absolute agony. Oh, what's happened? Uh, so we will get into this more in the Motherwell game. Oh God Almighty! <laughs> Don't tell me this is because our last gasp celebration no. of Motherwell. Uh, no, basically, to give you a wee hint, I couldn't celebrate any of those goals. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I, I've absolutely done my back in. Oh, you it's, old man. Yeah. So I've had problems with my back for a very long time, but this is the worst pain I've ever had. So YouTube viewers, if you see me moving about a lot, it's because occasionally my back will just spasm and I have to just power through it. So, so did this you not even give it like the fists up to the sky or none of that? I'll give a full description of what happened because right. it involved multiple people. Oh, please <laughs> tell me you injured your back mid-celebration. Please. No. <laughs> no. Right, we'll get to that. But we've got a whole lot to speak about before then because there is actually another game to speak about. It feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, But does. we did have our last game in the Europa Conference League. Just because everybody is so glad to see the back of it. Sorry mate, yeah, to cut you yeah. off. But no, like, no, like, what's the point in us discussing this game really? It's done. We're not but, really going to discuss it. Okay. We're just going to say the highlights and uh, <laughs> basically that. Because it was half three. I was working, so didn't watch it. Because I was at work. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I, don't, I don't know. Like you didn't ask me a question. You didn't ask no, me if I watched it. I'm d- it was you more just, just a care. statement. Oh, no, right, okay. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Did you watch it live? Yeah, I did. did just, I've actually moved into a gaff down here with uh, with my missus, so we were getting everything set up, and that nice. was that was our quote unquote reward <laughs> on the Thursday afternoon. After five minutes, it felt like anything but a reward. Well, the team that was put out for the reward was a team that had a bit of youth in kind of running through the middle of it because Robin Nielsen clearly went well this is pointless this doesn't mean anything the Motherwell game is the important one so Hearts lined up in what the BBC is calling a 5-3-2 I don't necessarily know if that is the case or what it was but Gordon and goals two full backs or wing backs of Cochrane and Atkinson with a three of Nielsen Civic and Smith a three in the middle of the park of Connor Smith, Cammy Devlin and George Grant. And then up front together, Henderson and Forrest. Ah, uh, yeah, I do remember this because I remember seeing... Was it the BBC? Or somebody elsewhere? Either put as a 3-5-1-1 mm-hmm. or a 5-3-1-1, depending right. on your viewpoint, which is practically what you said. The only alteration would be Alan Forrest in behind Ewan yeah. Henderson alongside the three central midfielders um, that uh, I don't want to be too critical of the team here because do you know what I actually do feel as though we're performed pretty admirably in this game mm-hmm. Yeah, all things considered uh, but needless to say had I forked out for 
flights, hotel, and all that jazz, and then I'm seeing you and Henderson start up front in Turkey, I would consider, you know, handing my season ticket back in. It reeked of Jamie Mole in Athens to me. You had to understand it and expect it, though. Like, yeah. it's a game that we can't... It doesn't matter oh, if we won 10-0. And look, and look now, but in hindsight, now this is wonderful. Had we not yeah. got the result on Sunday... Yeah. And, and let's be honest, we scraped the result on Sunday. But as much as we were great, we did scrape the result on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, I can't be too critical. The young lads, I thought, gave a really good account of themselves, as I'm sure that you'll no doubt get into. Well, not immediately... Because the first couple of highlights are not positive. Uh, Two minutes in, Lax playing in the middle of the park leads to a chance for Istanbul uh, that kind of just whistles past the far post. And then four minutes in, which we seem to love doing in Europe. Love an early concession. We love a four minute concession. A corner's swung in and it's hearts. So there's going to be a free header. And listen, I've made it very clear. That I'm a big fan. I like a lot of modern football stuff with stats and all that. But I've also made it very clear in this podcast: the one modern thing I hate about modern football is zonal marking. Oh, can we stop you. doing it? Thank you. Hallelujah! It's, Finally, we're on the same page here. It's the most infuriating thing. And when you see that goal back, we're all in the six-yard box, and all the Istanbul players are just two yards to the left of, to the right of them. So it means that they've just got a free header, and we're already one 0 down. I, I realise that this episode may be unintentionally corner-heavy, um, given <laughs> given the Motherwell game. Um, but how how annoying is that? I, I can't even th- I, I can't even think. Was anybody on the post as well? Just talking about defending corners generally. I, I I'm not remember. I'm not a fan of zonal marking. I much prefer man to man as somebody's held accountable and right, rightly so. I think that's the way that it should be. Um, and I'm also not a fan of having nobody on the posts. And I don't think that we have for a considerable amount of time now. Um, I can just, at least get the justification behind the posts thing. I disagree well, into, with it. Into occupy somebody else. Ideally. And it and it means that you can if you're on the posts, everybody in the opposition is on side at all times. Yeah, I still don't agree with it. But, I still would rather have. But people could on you the not, posts. could you not drop into the post as the yeah. corner's being taken? Yeah, I would say so. Like I how, think that's what you should do. I, I don't th- I don't think it's going to be a lot of distance to make up. Uh, you know, if say a corner's floated in, you've then probably got that little bit more leeway in terms of time. Whereas if it's whipped in in a bit of pace, albeit your task is trickier to then get back into position, i.e. on the post. But I look, I'm I'm not a fan, uh, and we we've, we've got some big boys. That's what that's what really annoys me, McIver, with the concession of goals from set pieces. Kind of. Granted, look, if you took the three central defenders here, two of them are fullbacks. So yeah. I That's... think only Civic's above six foot in the team that started. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, just generally. Oh yeah, uh, generally. Uh, of course. Quite a few. Th- th- this is what's apparent, and something that we've talked about for weeks on end. What feels like months on end. What feels like years on end. One of them came back at the weekend. <laughs> Great to see that. Um, and we're just waiting on Craig Halkett, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Just it's amazing what a bit of experience, leadership, 
height. and a general height and a general commanding presence. Buzzfeed at the back. <laughs> We've had that what this season, last season, and prior to that, not a heck of a lot. So no. yeah. Well, then there was a moment of positivity uh, because. Only a couple of minutes later, Cochrane plays a great ball into Ewan Henderson, who can't quite put his effort goalwards. Then, a few seconds later, it actually ends up at him on the edge of the box, and he fires well over the bar. But then, kind of led to a half-an-hour period of just, we actually were doing not bad. We, were, we weren't creating many clear-cut opportunities, but we weren't conceding many clear-cut opportunities in that time as well. That's exactly what I was going to say. The, the main plus for me was that we actually... Trying to take the game to them to an extent. Mm-hmm. This was a big game for Istanbul, which actually yeah, it meant they, something they, for them. Exactly, they had to win it in order to occupy top spot. Albeit now we're out of the Europa Conference, didn't have a look at the draw. Don't really care. Yeah, they got Braga. Uh, Fiorentina got Braga, I think. Oh, that's got a tasty tie. But I, I didn't, I didn't check any others. Um, but they had to win this game. Was my point to mm-hmm. you know to try and get a favourable or a tie that is deemed favourable in the next round. I actually thought as though this this is probably the most encouraged I've been by a Robbie quote-unquote set-up for a while because he obviously prioritised the Motherwell match like you say. He's just thought, to hell with this. Like, let's, let's just go and have some fun. You know, like, you know, like when Leicester won the, the Premier League and everybody was sort of guessing as to how they'd do in the Champions League because they had no real European experience. It's sort of a bit like that. Like, there's no real expectation, so what happens, happens. Go we're already it. out. We knew that we were coming to Istanbul with absolutely nothing to play for. Third was secured. We couldn't go any higher, couldn't go any lower. So whatever happened, happened. And, and to be honest, it actually was really encouraging. Uh, then it all went to pot because, because a long ball, yeah, <laughs> a long ball gets played over the top, and Gordon decides in that moment to rush out and try and clear it. He does actually oh, get there first. Oh God, I forgot about this goal. He does actually get there first, and he does actually clear it. Unfortunately, he clears it onto the on-rushing player, which just immediately hits the Istanbul player. The other Istanbul player just kind of runs onto it. There's basically an empty net. Toby Civic's there, but like, there's not much you can do. And we're 2 0 down. We are. And I, I think even. Was it Rory Hamilton doing the game for BT? I think he even said Maybe, against, yeah. against the run of play. Yes, I think he which, did. Which, which again. Says everything, I, really. Yeah, it, it speaks volumes. We're going to. Oh. Do we, do we want to talk about Craig Gordon now? Because. No, let's wait I think, until I think the, the, other, game. the other match is just. It's just really sad, isn't it? Really I don't think sad. it's just doom and gloom as everybody else is making out. Okay, interesting. No, we'll, we'll come to that then. But he, yeah. he's definitely at fault here. And it's... Yeah, I can understand what he's doing, but it's still the wrong thing to do. And do you know what? Like, It's actually remarkable how much he lives rent-free in Celtic fans' heads. Because I was getting abused left, right and centre for I another think it's more issue. You. No, no. No, because you've interrupted and you're now... Like you've basically just ruined my entire story. But my Celtic fans, my Celtic fan mates, say in person to me, 
Oh, what about Craig Gordon costing you against Istanbul? It's not really costing us against Istanbul. As we've stated many a time, this was a meaningless game. This is the perfect game for him to make an error that is as yeah. big as that in. Mm-hmm. Very true. See? So, shall that up your pipe and smoke it. I was going to say, that still doesn't change my point. I still think Celtic fans speak to you about it oh, because you have been they, very quick they, oh, to point and, out... And in fairness... I'm not having Joe Hart personally, so it's, that's what it's, I mean. It's, it's great. I just honestly, me and Celtic, me and Celtic fans have a great rapport on Twitter. We just we're 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 really we're really close knit. It's, it's a good bunch. I definitely don't cry into my pillow every night when they're abusing me. I don't understand how you can be bothered putting that way. Anyway, speaking about Gordon, <laughs> he actually makes a great double save from Bertrand Traore here. Yes, he does. Um, so that was really good, and then. Nothing happens until the 54th minute in the second half. The game kind of was dead at that point. I think Istanbul knew that the points were safe. Um, They fire well over from the edge of the box, then put another free header just past the post from a corner, and then 10 minutes later, the points are very much sealed up as they get their third. Gordon throws it a Cochrane in a really weird position with a a lot of pace. A hospital, hospital pass. It then means that Cochrane can't control it properly, which allows Istanbul, you get it, break in numbers and score. A lot of people were blaming Cochrane, and obviously he has to shoulder at least half the blame because, yeah, he does miscontrol it. But I feel like it was just a really poor option to give it to him, especially in the way it was given to him. Yeah, totally. I, I think if we are rolling it out, it needs to be a fraction of that pace that mm-hmm. it is. Um, like like you say and do you know what I, what I do love about Alex Cochran first and foremost is that he doesn't he doesn't try and shy away from any responsibility mm-hmm. he never hides he never sort of passes the buck on to somebody else when when in fairness here this isn't his fault again yeah. so he's just I mean I know that you absolutely adore him I, I, I oh we'll him well. get to him later we'll absolutely get to him later he's, just, he's top isn't he really really good one of the best buys that the club's made in a, in a good few seasons yeah absolutely and then to finish it off with a positive we a actually big positive scored. very big positive in multiple ways yes right at the very end 90th minute we claw one back as a ball's kind of played up towards the corner flag generally, and the substitute, Finlay Pollock, clearly this was an opportunity for him to show something, and he definitely didn't waste it, because fantastic pressure, fantastic hassling of the Istanbul defender, manages to nick it off him, play inside into the box for Shankland, who kind of hits it as he's spinning, in a weird way. I was gutted we Finlay Pollock didn't get an assist because that would have been really, really nice. Yes, that would have been amazing. The ball kind of cannons off the keeper and Atkinson is there to calmly pass it in the net. Since I don't count his appearance against Fiorentina because he only got four minutes, that's technically, (laughs) at that point, Atkinson had scored two and two because the Killy game was his last game. Was that his last game? Yeah, kill you. Then he got. Then he got hurt. That that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It really does. So Michael Smith's been filling in ever since that. Wow. And we played like we played like Nielsen and Civic together in like a weird combination and stuff as well. 
I, I feel as though this month's just been a, an illumination that's just it's like been insane. Me by. Yeah, Honestly, it's been insane. I'm just relieved to get. I'm. Re- I need this World Cup break. We we all do. Oh, sorry. I've just. This is breaking this, news from Livingston. Road. Have went two 0 up against Aberdeen. Wow. Sorry, not from Easter Road. It's still 0 0 oh, there. That's disappointing. But wow. Yeah. Trying out loud, Livy. What what a job David Martindale's doing, but we'll come to that. This is um, before Aberdeen overturned it and it finishes three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Livy. Sorry. Um, what were we talking about before that? We were speaking about how long this month has been. Oh yeah, the Daniel Atkinson. Yeah, um, would have loved to have known what price you'd have got for Nathaniel Atkinson being our last goal scorer in Europe <laughs> this season. Uh, I think you'd have probably got the keys to the Ladbrokes, the Willie Hill and numerous others in and around and the area and just every single book every single Turkish bookmaker um, would have given you the keys to his shop uh, but do you know what it was nice I, 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 I hoped that the fans had something to celebrate because by all accounts I don't think it was a particularly nice trip off the field no it doesn't um, seem like it certainly according to the old Twitter sphere that's all alleged um, but do you know what Fair play, because they, they looked like they had a blast nonetheless. Yeah. I, 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 I was a little bit envious, I, I can't lie, but do you know what, this Europe malarkey it actually was a great time all in all. We, the club didn't disgrace ourselves, the fans were tremendous, we won the games that we were expected to win, we lost the games that we expected to lose, so... Made a load of money in the process. Made a load of dough, so <laughs> life's, life's good. We We've got the hunger for Europe now, Hopefully, now our attention is turned back onto the domestic scene with only the league and Scottish Cup to come and participate in. We can try and make European football uh, a reality again next season. That'd be that'd be smashing. Well, to do that, we need to finish third. And in our attempt to do that, Motherwell travelled to Tynecastle. Seamless segue. Are, are you not going to go around the grounds first, no? Yes, I am. Oh, the sorry, segue sorry, was about sorry. to be seamless. <laughs> so We're going to fight again. <laughs> Everybody focused on that last tense. week and really enjoyed it. You, you, can t- you can tell I'm tired. I'm just getting ratted <laughs> recent weeks. I need a break from this podcast. I need a break from Hearts. Just I'll, I'll get Richard Cobb back on with his oh, wee dog. God. He's begging it again today. What is wrong he's, with that guy? His wee dog is class, though. In fairness, oh, the, the photo of his dog is yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Excellent. Anyway, yeah, around the grounds because it was actually quite an eventful. Uh, we can squash football. A glorious I how, weekend of cinch. I don't know how common this will have occurred where there was three days of action because two games are played yeah. each day and on each day there was a 3-2 game. found that quite interesting. Because, oh my God, so there was. County St. Mirren was the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. Sorry. So, on Friday night, Killy were in actually... We're doing quite well against Livingston before falling to it their 3-2 loss hilariously Aberdeen <laughs> beat Hibs 4-1 in some of the funniest VAR escapades that we've seen thus far on the Friday night then the next day Ross County they were the 3-2 as they yeah. uh, got a massive home win to be honest against St Mirren who are doing very well this season then Celtic left it late but they managed to get it done as they beat Dundee United 4-2 with more VAR fun there and then the early kickoff on Sunday was the biggest result of the weekend as St Johnston at home managed to beat Rangers 2 1. 
Oh, I thought you were going to touch on the game at Tynecastle then when you said the biggest result of the weekend. For us, yes, but in terms of okay. what it could mean for people's employment. Well, I wonder what you're alluding to there, Mr McIver. <laughs> so what did you make of all the games over the weekend? Do you know what, mate? Our, our league's in just a great place. Like, like honest to God. This, I swear the, you flip-flop on this all the time. You're either like, well, it's the worst league in the world, or it's the best. No, last last season I was, I was adamant it was shite. But this season, like, everybody's kind of good. And it, it makes for a nice league. Like, even the Friday night, Aberdeen blowing Hibs away was hilarious. That is never a 4-1 game in a million years. <laughs> it's not, it's not at all. And Livingston, like, we touched on David Martindale briefly. What a job he is doing. I, yeah. I, I, I would not be surprised to see Livingston finish top six. I really so, would Weirdly, today my dad actually sent me a, the league table if it was for 2022. I saw this and they're in third. They're third ahead of us. Albeit we had meaningless fixtures and were shite after the split, as we so often yeah. are. And but they, yeah, because the split necessitates they had easier games. Perceived easier games. Yeah. But there's absolutely no getting away from the fact that they were probably robbed of the top six last year. Yep, they were. And will definitely feel as though that, that could be a reality. It's funny how things like that seem to prompt teams or sort of kick teams into gear the following yeah. season. They mm-hmm. use that not to feel sorry for themselves because I don't think David Martindale is that type of character either, but he sort of uses that as motivation to right the previous wrongs. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Martindale and the job that he's doing at Livingston. Yeah, there you go. Um, as for the Saturday, you were spot on. Massive win for Ross County, uh, particularly given that neither of their fixtures prior to the World Cup break are particularly appealing. Um, so I actually think that that could be a much bigger win than it looks on paper. Mm-hmm. St yeah. Mirren as well. I cannot work them out. They're shit yeah. hot at Paisley, but they're pish on the road. Like, yeah. I think it's... I think I'd... Uh, did some research ahead of either the midweek games or uh, the games at the weekend. Only Killy have fewer points on the road than St Mirren, and yet St Mirren are in that vicinity Christ. of like third, fourth, fifth, and whatever. So it just goes to show that they've been brilliant in yeah. Renfrewshire, but not on their travels. Uh, the other Saturday, Celtic Dundee United left it late. I could not believe that when I saw that United had equalised in what the eighty seventh minute or something like that. Yeah. Um. You just you get the impression with Celtic that no matter how doom and gloom it appears, they are just going to find a way. Yeah. Like they they are going to win the league. Like yeah, I know it's early calling it in November, but let's just be honest. This Rangers team are supposedly in disarray, and that was proven by their defeat in Perth. The first time since twenty ten they've lost in Perth. I mean, really? that yeah, they they have. A brilliant record in Perth. They have the rev- literally yeah, the, the reverse, reverse record of us. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, wow. it, I think it's something like fifteen attempts for St Johnston, which is just just insane. Fair play to them for sticking by Callum Davidson, by the way. Yeah, proved to be correct. They have, and 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 again, like they're up to six. I was chatting to Ryan McGowan today, mm-hmm. and he, he's very optimistic about what can be achieved. So, like I say, like I was writing the cards for St Johnston. 
I was writing the cards for Ross County prior to the weekend. Now I'm not sure whether Ross County will stay up or not. I still don't know. And St Johnston could be the ones to gate crash top six at potentially Livingston's expense, or Motherwell's expense, or Hibbs's expense, or Aberdeen's expense. Honest to God, crazy, crazy league. And ours was a crazy, crazy game. Well, yeah, exactly. Our game kind of had everything. Now, the team was, of course, different as Robbie had rested people. So, we this uh, as opposed to the five three two five three one one three five one one six whatever changes, it was, five changes. I think there was six changes. I think I can't there was six as well. Remember exactly, but we lined up in a four one four one that Robbie has actually kind of went with the last couple of weeks, which is interesting. Uh, Gordon and goals a back four of Halliday at left back Smith at right back Civic and Cochrane as the two centre halves Devlin as the one and then a four of Mackay wide left Gino wide right Grant and Snodgrass in the kind of eights slash Grant a wee bit further forward in a ten Snodgrass dropping deeper and then Shankland up front how did you like the look of that when you first saw it? and also I, will, I actually want to mention this because it's the first time it's happened this season basically we actually had a bench because <laughs> Keel probably, probably feels remiss that he got dropped after his performance against Ross County when yeah. he was fantastic Atkinson was back in Forrest, Nielsen, Henderson, Smith Clark, Pollock stayed in the bench and the biggest news was that Kai Rolls was back in the squad and we'll speak about him later but that was amazing to see but yeah what did you think of the, the team that was selected? I, again totally echo your thoughts regarding the bench I was then going to ask you who would Keo come in for because I think if Robbie had started Cammy Devlin, Robert Snodgrass, and Keo Sogley, that that yeah. looks a bit negative. So he's probably yeah. he's probably expected George Grant to be amongst those that create chances, i.e., late runs into the box or look to provide for anybody else. Um, albeit that went out the window after thirty five minutes. Um, but as you say. Looked good. I, I had no no qualms with the team whatsoever. My only concern at the minute is there's two players in my eyes that are droppable, but the management and coaching team don't seem to think so. I think I can guess the two. Yes. Are they Craig Gordon and Barry Mackay? They are. They are, right. yeah. But, we'll I'd, but, Gordon. but but I'd love I'd love to get your thoughts, obviously. We'll speak about Gordon now, because I understand it, and this game I think showed the. I was about to say the good and the bad, but I think it did actually show more good about Craig Gordon. But no, it did. It did the good and the bad would have been suffice. I think more good though, because of an incident that we'll get to where I think he is in the right. I think good. Yeah, because of that, uh, the incident I think that you're referring to, and in fairness, a cracking save in the yeah, later stages. a match-winning save. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, but I do get the points about Gordon, and I'm just a bit less worried about it, I think because of the level of backup we have now, where yes. I'm like, yeah, like it's, I'm not stressed about it anymore yeah. like I was whereas, last season. Whereas previously it would have been absolutely papping our pants. Yeah. We we were dreading of thinking of Hartman Lothian without Craig Gordon yeah. last season. And due to the squad building that's taken place, albeit it's only one position, it's only one candidate to fill a position, that speaks volumes about just how we're progressing, or seem to be yeah. progressing year on year, which is which is great to see. 
Barry Mackay, I think, needs time out of the team. Yeah, totally agree. He's been, uh, honest to God, I, I was at uni today and one of the boys in my class, Ewan, shout out to Ewan, he's a, he's a big Motherwell fan, he made the trip through on Sunday um, and we were speaking briefly about Barry Mackay and he actually forgot that Barry Mackay was even playing and I said, mm-hmm. well, that's been the case for weeks, stroke months. So, uh, ever since he equalled last season's goal tally and there was talk of a Scotland call-up, He's genuinely gone missing. That's why I dubbed him a midfield magician, because he is disappearing in plain sight. Honest to God. What is happening? Yeah, I just think... Again, I understand why Nielsen isn't dropping him, because the belief will be he is of such a level of quality where he could just have a game where he gets three assists. But is and then that turns everyone round. But is there such a disparity in quality between he and... I know they're totally different players, don't get me wrong... But he and Alan Forrest say, "I think Alan Forrest and Josh Janelli running at fullbacks is terrifying." It both changes chalk the, on the game boots. plan. And in fairness, they're both chalk on the boots types. Yeah. Whereas Mackay likes to drift in. He might try yeah. pick that pass. But let's be honest, Mackay, he's not done that for a good few weeks now. No. Although he technically did it in this game, albeit. With a lot of luck. He got involved. lucky. Come yeah. on. Like, oh, no. I, Absolutely. Like, I, I'm one to champion the Barry Mackay signing, as you well know. But even I'm laying the boot into him. That's how yeah. much he's fallen off. Yeah. I think the break will do him a world of good. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. I hope so. And there's, I think we're off. Are we off to Spain? Is that is that where I the, think the so. rumours to be believed? I think that's where we're going. So just soak up some rays, Barry. And. Uh, and find your find your boots once more because it, this has not been it's not been good enough for a wee while. I'm sorry to say. Now, two things I need to say before we speak about this game. The first thing is Hearts TV. The highlights didn't have the times for any of the nice. highlights. I'm going to say so. I have the times for the major moments, but for most okay. of it, just like generic stuff where like we had chances, I have no idea when it was. Can I ask you a question? Do you only watch Hearts TV highlights? In like, do you watch, like do you watch sports scene as well would you catch yeah, it on I watch the YouTube well. or, all right, okay. Yeah, okay. I watch sports scene as well but when I'm doing my notes I just watch Hearts TV because of the times makes it easier doesn't it yeah, yeah. big um, up Hearts TV secondly this is where the back comes into it I actually missed the first five minutes because <laughs> I, was, I was actually getting to live with my dad and my brother uh, and we were late in we parked at <laughs> maybe 20 to 3 and the walk is normally eight minutes. It took me twenty because I was in <laughs> such levels of pain. Where do you park? Uh, it's like it's hard to explain where it eight is. Eight minute walk. Yeah, like <laughs> is it by Ard Millenway? I've seen you along there. Before. Yes, yeah. yes, roughly around I, there. Right. So it's not a long walk, but no. it took me a long time. Oh dear. So basically. I missed the first five or so minutes, so apologies if I'm not if I'm glossing over something massive that happened in the first five minutes. Uh, I can't think of anything major that happened within the first five minutes. But maybe, we'll get we, to... we, we might have won a corner or two, maybe had a shot at goal, but nothing too too exciting. Well, this is the problem with the co- like the coincidence of Hearts TV not having the times. I don't know when what I'm about to say starts. I don't know when this first highlight is, but. We start strongly as Snodgrass plays in Mackay, who cuts in but ends up firing well over the bar. 
That was early on, but I don't think it was four or five minutes. And then from this moment, okay. I can remember this. I don't remember okay. the Mackay thing, oh, but I remember this. That's, sh- oh, that's shocking, I'm sorry. I need this break. It's fine. <laughs> Snodgrass and Mackay link up before the former plays in Halliday, who fizzes it across the box, but there's no takers, unfortunately. Good ball, that. I was just was begging ball. for Lauren Shanklin to be in that six-yard box. couple yards, and all he's got to do is get a touch on it. But yeah. nice build-up and a, a lovely ball in from Halliday. Uh, Kevin Van Veen fires wide from a Motherwell free kick a kind of the biggest chance up until this point a long ball over the top finds Gino who plays it across to Shankland who kind of can't get the ball properly out his feet he kind of hits his knee and his chest ah, yeah, I do remember that. and then eventually hits it but Kelly's right in front of him and manages to save it very unlucky but he was in the right place it was a good ball again by Gino it's what you want to see really was that before his dink, or was that the dink? Yeah, no, this was before. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because that the dink was probably a harder chance, and he probably executes that better. Oh no, no, no! It is that. That is that. Yeah, yeah. aye, sorry, yeah, it's this. Sorry, because like you say, it's it's bouncing about. Aye, yeah. Oh my god, I'm all over the place. Let's let's just can this tonight. We don't we, we don't like nobody, <laughs> nobody wants this. Like nobody cares. Yeah, they do. The game was class. <laughs> um, the game was class. We get a corner, uh, and it's swung in from Snodgrass. It's met by Shankland, but can't get the power properly on it, as Liam Kelly claims. Sorry, can I stop you right there? Yes. Go and repeat that the exact same way that you said that. Corner swung in from Snodgrass, which is met by Shankland, but he can't properly get the power on it. Which is met. Wow. What a novelty. (laughs) Which is met by a Hearts player. How good? Let's just talk about it now. How good is Robert Snodgrass's delivery? How good is it to have somebody that can deliver a set piece, a dead ball specialist that isn't Stephen Kingsley? We um we bought oh George Grant for his corners. Goodness gracious me! We bought George Grant. I'm for yet his to corners. see a decent one, and it's, they've all been terrible. And then it turns out Snodgrass is just kind of quietly coming through the door, just be like, "By the way, I'm classic corners." Oh my! Oh, honestly. It would bring a tear to a glass eye. It really would. Three Fully assists already for Snoddy. What a play. Yes, very true. Oh. Uh, speaking of Snodgrass, he was very influential in this half especially. He plays Halliday in behind, but Halliday ends up hitting his shot well over the bar. Uh, Van Veen fires wide from the edge of the box. Mistake from Kelly, which was probably the biggest chance out with the Shanklin dink. There's a weird bit of mistake between Kelly and his defence, and Kelly just fires the ball straight up into the air. Shanklin yes. then kind of bullies. Can you believe we didn't score? Well, I could believe that we didn't score this. It falls to Devlin. <laughs> the one person you don't want in this situation. Shanklin is screaming for it on the penalty spot. Devlin hits it, and it's not a bad effort in fairness. It's quite a good save at Kelly, but he does have the whole go to it. And then it comes back to him, and he does that Cammy Devlin thing of getting really excited, so just goes over the ball oh. and fires it well over the ball. Is, is this the one where Lauren Shanklin turns and he just shoves his arm up and just points and is screaming at Cammy Devlin? Yes, it is. Oh. Brilliant. That is exactly what I, what I want to see from a centre forward because he's got every right to moan. How we do not score this, I do not know. Nah, no all, idea. All it needs is just a simple slide along. Shanklin's virtually gone up a goal and we still just find a way to screw it up. It's truly remarkable. 
It's what we love about Devlin. Uh, he's what, he's desperate we... to get a tiny goal. It's what we love about Devlin. It's what we love about Hearts. <laughs> like, honest to God, we must just be the worst counter-attacking team on the planet. <laughs> How we don't score that again? But there's not a three. Ross County have went 1-0 up against Hibernian as we currently <laughs> speak. Again, that will not be the case no by the end. No way. Hibs will have... Hibs will come back, but it's just interesting wow. considering the league position. George Harmon, that boy, is that the left back? He yeah. was very good at the weekend as well. Yeah, he was. Fair play to him. Let's sign him. <laughs> now, all our best players are the left back. Yeah, <laughs> that's, to... If he can play on the right, maybe. True. True. But, yeah. Well, I've got a time for this one because this was the biggest moment <sighs> of the game oh. to this point. Now, I'll say this. On the 38th minute, <laughs> I actually thought George Grant was having one of his best performances for us. <sighs> he didn't do a lot, but he was involved no. a lot. He was see. often the, the hockey assist, as you say. Like, he would give it a Snodgrass, and then Snodgrass would play a great ball in. And uh, Grant did a few turns and stuff like that. Then, in a, a full, I've described it as foolish move. I wasn't actually looking because I was turning I was turning my head to speak to my brother and I just saw my brother's eyes widen suddenly and heard <laughs> the crowd go and I was like right I've missed something and I turn and I see Kevin Clancy give George cards. Grant his marching orders now there's been contention about this as we sit here we are about three hours removed from being told that the appeal of this red card has been dismissed. He's not getting appealed. He will now serve a two-game suspension. So basically, he won't play again until after the World Cup. First of all, do you think it's a red card? And second of all, what do you make of his decision to do it even if you don't think it's a red card? It is a red card. I agree. In my opinion. I think the intent is there. I think... I don't think his studs are necessarily high... And that isn't necessarily shown in the replays. However, it's the pace that he goes in at. Yeah. And I don't... Is there an intention to win the ball? There must be. Because if you're going in like that at nil-nil, and there isn't, that's just sheer stupidity. Yeah. But we've seen this from George Grant in you-know-which game. And he should have been sent off against Aberdeen at Pataudry as well. We got away with that, and I saw a lot of Aberdeen fans after the, twi- yes, the tweet came at the, out. at the far side. Far side, yes, yes. I do remember that now. I saw a lot of Aberdeen fans in the last couple of hours kind of laughing at this being like good karma and stuff like that. So yes, he's been sent off twice now in important games, and should have been sent off in a further one. Had more red cards than he's done noteworthy other things for me. I mean, he added yes. one of the four against Dundee United. Great. Oh but, yeah, he did. But other than that, I, I I I say it all the time to my pals. I'm yet to be won over. Dare and I stuff say. like I, this I'm, isn't doing him any favors because I no. saw in the week he had an interview with the Evening News and he said he was frustrated that he's lack of game time, but he understands it because of the squad. But he wants to be playing more, and it's like, well, you need to take your chance, I'm and thinking, that's not that. I'm thinking I'm being too harsh there. Because in fairness, Enrique, he was quite good. He was busting out stepovers. He was... 
So I, I feel like that, that's all that I can ever remember flair, though, when he but, does a but other than that, tricks. exactly that's about it. Yeah, but anyway, I mean that's that's not worth the couple hundred grand that we've paid, yeah, is it? That's the thing. That is always the thing. If it's it's perhaps not fair, and at times I think it isn't fair. But when players come for money, fans of course, hold them at a of course, expectation is you're looking for justification as to why you forked out the money for the player in the first place. Yeah. That's ultimately what managers and heads of recruitment are based on yeah so uh, the jury the jury is certainly still out for me um and look if i mean if you compared i sort of loosely compared the two there when you were mouthing off about corners robert snodgrass has done far more on a free than george grant has yeah for considerable dough so we've got every right to question that well speaking about robert snodgrass and corners I'm almost annoyed, right? I'm almost annoyed. Because this man's been here for three years and why are we just now putting him in the box? <laughs> we could have won the league This is Lee year. McCulloch's fault. Yes, exactly, <laughs> Jig, with your teeth. What are they doing, mate? Because Robert Snodgrass whips in a corner from the main stand side and it's met by a... It's almost a carbon copy of last week's goal oh. against Ross County. But it's somehow even better... As Andy Halliday hits a looping effort, it manages to go over everybody but dip just in time. You could not get a better time to score, especially, never mind the timing in terms of it's just about to be half-time, but we've also just went down to ten men. Andy Halliday now has four goals in four games. He's played in as more than double that in terms of positions in those four games. <laughs> what is, what's happening? I don't know. He's it, just. I don't. Like I, I wanted this signing, but I not even I saw this coming. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's just exceeded my expectations completely. I I would have expected form like this in the championship. Yes. Uh, like yeah. how? What happens? I I was speaking to a good Rangers mate of mine, Dev, mm-hmm. and he reckons that because of the lack of pre-season that Andy Halliday in the championship, the fact that he joined late, obviously had kicked the ball at ages, he was always playing catch-up. And then last season in the Premiership, he was solid, albeit was filling in here and there, filling gaps. Since he's had an extended run in the team, he's been sensational. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. So maybe it is just game time, you know, feeling fully fit. He's probably inspired by the likes of Robert Snodgrass, who he'd have played with at Livingston before. I think Robert Snodgrass and having the stellar career that he's had is no coincidence. So I don't know if he's taken stuff on board from other pros, but he's he's in a fine, fine vein of form. Um, and it, it's testament to him. Spoke about the header in comparison to the Ross County one. James McFadden agrees with you. He reckons that this was a better header than the okay. one that he scored up, up in Dingwall. Um and he and Snodgrass, I mean, it's like Roberto Carlos and Ronaldinho down that left-hand side, isn't it? This I is can't great. believe um, on Snodgrass. I can't believe his fitness. Oh, for what? Thirty-five. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolute but caviar. This is this is where the story comes in. So I couldn't celebrate this. So the ball goes in. And everyone jumps up. And I just had to sit and go, yeah, and clap. <laughs> I, 
couldn't move. <laughs> I just had to punch the air like I'm 85 and it's my, one of my last few games. But, Leaning up on your stick trying to get a wee pair yeah, of them. Oh, I couldn't even get that far. <laughs> Literally just... Because I, also I realised... Because I wasn't reacting to a lot of stuff in terms of like when Shankland had that chance, everybody else gets up around you and I'm just like, well, I'm not seeing what's happening here. I realised that the people around us who don't have season tickets and just buy tickets might think I'm a Motherwell fan. So I made it I made it from roughly the half an hour mark. I made a conscious decision to really applaud whenever we did anything good. Nice. I like so that. Because like, if I'm getting the shit kicked out of me, I can't do it like this with my back. I'll die. So, so out of interest, were you booing the George Grant Red passionately as a Motherwell fan or a horse fan? Yeah, exactly. That's why that was the moment I was like, "Oh wait, folk are going to think like my cover's blown." Everybody else was up on their feet, raging at Clancy, and I'm sat doing. I was like, "This looks like I'm celebrating." This is it. class. Oh dear. And then. Couldn't get up for the next thing because as soon as the second half starts, Halliday just keeps going and gets his second. Devlin plays a ball over the top to Janelli, who whips it in like he just now seems to go, right, my main job is just whip a ball in. It's taken what? three years. What's that about Josh Janelli? I don't know, but I'll absolutely How good has he been it. as well in recent weeks? Like, what, it's, what's going on here? I don't here? know what's happened. I really don't know what's happened. No takers for that, unfortunately. It ends up with Barry Mackay, who, as I said earlier when we were speaking about him, feeds it through to Halliday, but with quite a fair bit of luck. The ball has momentum, and Halliday just runs in like he's Shankland and just perfectly finds the bottom far corner. Everybody in the stadium except Daniel McIver jump up. I just fist bump through my seat and applaud <laughs> politely. But it's 2-0, and we're down to 10 men still. It's either that or they think that you're still on this holiday hater bandwagon. Yes. Yeah, I'm that committed to the hatred that I won't You'll even never celebrate, celebrate a double. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the Nike advert, The Switch? Yes. <laughs> and they have the accident when they bump into one another. I'm starting to convince that's Barry McKay and Josh Janelli. <laughs> really? What on earth has happened to you? Genuinely, I he, thought you were going to uh, say Barry McKay and Andy Halliday. No, because it's a fantastic initial ball in. We do well to rescue it. Andy Halliday just comes on up like a steam train. And what a finish. Honest to God, I, I can't believe what I'm witnessing. I, I've not thought about that advert in years. <laughs> Genuinely, though, it's as though they've bumped heads and they just swapped abilities. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Like... I, I was so critical of Robbie last year. Now I'm starting to believe the bloke's a miracle worker. When I see the development in players, honestly, don't bother shelling out on anybody else. Just develop what you've got and we'll be world beaters. Yeah. Um, but, great, great goal. And it was very similar. I know, albeit he's a little bit more centrally than the one that he scored in the derby. He loves that bomb corner to the yeah. keeper's left at the Gorgie as well. Um and obviously, speaking about the Gorgie, I also did ask him about the Gorgie Ultras and what his thoughts were with regards to the drum and so on. Mr. Halliday's a fan, so can't wait to see that develop. Uh, and if he continues to play like that, then I don't think we'll need the Ultra section. I think the entire stadium will be <laughs> will be applauding week on week. So, yeah, great goal. Two zip up. Can't believe it, in all honesty, given that we're down to 10 men. Uh, and it doesn't look like we've got a numerical disadvantage at all. Up until a certain point. 
Yeah. So Shankland shoots from the halfway line because the keeper's out. That was not uh, said certain point, but no. Yeah. <laughs> but it's over the bar. Uh, Van Veen tamely shoots from the edge of the box into Gordon, and well, then. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're as well just unleashing your thoughts about Kim Van Veen now. No, oh we've got a moment no, coming no, up. Oh, yeah, we've yeah. Sorry, I realised as soon as I said it. Go on. Yeah. However, on the hour mark, it all goes to shit. Because <laughs> of course all... it does. <laughs> it's going so well. It's going swimmingly. Everybody's comfy, and we just do what we do. A ball bubbles through <sighs> to Louis Moult, who's appended by Gordon in the box. There's a lot of debate about, is it a penalty? Yes. VR gets involved. Did Gordon get a touch? Should no. it be a second yellow? Yes. All, all this pattern. Regardless, it's a penalty. Moult scores it. A moment happens after the penalty that is my favourite moment in the game. But is I'll this Toby Civic with a... The... I'll speak about it in a minute. No. You think it's a second yellow? Yeah. Well... No, it's not. I, no, I don't think the first yellow is a yellow. No, but of course. Think, but I think but the challenge in itself is probably a yellow. It's not because of the double jeopardy rule. What's the double jeopardy rule? So, on, it came explain. in last year for double yellows in the box. So now, if it's not a goal-scoring opportunity, which it wasn't because Gordon's touch takes it out of play, it's going straight out of play, Moat can't control it and there's two defenders coming back... It means that it cannot be a second yellow because Gordon has made an attempt for the ball. So I want to get, while so you're talking, I want to get the exact quote. Yeah, hold on a second. How how then can he give the penalty if it's not denying a goal scoring opportunity? Is it for a perceived he, foul? He still just fouls them. So it's for the perceived foul. But yeah, surely, so, surely anywhere in the box is likely to be deemed a goal scoring no, opportunity. Can, no. No, that's not how it works. No, you but can like foul somebody in the box within within reason. I mean, he's he's racing through. But it's goal, to do with no? where the ball. It's to do with where the ball goes after the contact. So where the ball, the ball ends up, the ball flies out of the pitch like it's going out. So if I thought Gordon, your argument would be about sufficient cover or the fact that we're still, you know, we're chasing Louis Malt down. So, but this is the rule. There's uh-huh. now a double yellow, now a yellow card equivalent of double jeopardy, which means if you attempt to play the ball but give away a pen penalty, uh-huh. it is a yellow. If it's a goal-scoring opportunity, but if it's not a goal-scoring opportunity, which Louis Moltz isn't due to where the ball goes, no card is given otherwise. It doesn't matter if they're already booked or not. It's the same logic as players not getting sent off if they give away a penalty, not wanting a double punishment. So in essence, because he's not in possession of the ball and it's veered off to the side, that is why... That's why he doesn't get a second yell. If the ball had just stayed... In the direction of the goal, or if it's viewed that Moult, if Gordon hadn't made that challenge, if Moult would have been able to get that off, then it would have been a second yellow. Okay, so if Craig Gordon hadn't been booked in the first half... It would have been a yellow card. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yes. You you deem it to be a yellow card. Because it is a yellow card offence if it brings him down. But that's where the double jeopardy Because he does foul, in my opinion, doesn't win the ball. He does get a touch in it though. So isn't it funny how we're perhaps fortunate that he was protesting about George Grant's innocence? George Grant is perceived not to be innocent by the disciplinary panel, and yet Craig Gordon's booking was ultimately for nothing, but it comes to our benefit later on. It's exactly why it's exactly why James didn't get sent off against us two weeks ago when he gave away the foul. Because Devlin in the process of falling 
the ball went out of play, so Devlin would have had no chance to be able to actually do anything with it. I mean, you'd have thought as an aspiring sports journalist, I would have done my research. No, into, no, into I'm not the, letting you put you know, yourself down like that. that. Do you know who should know that though? The sports sound panel who spent <laughs> half an hour speaking about how ridiculous it is, and then when the rule was presented to them, I'm they only, just went, "Oh well, it's ridiculous." Yeah, it's I'm, like I, I'm only learning to be as you're on useless as Paisley, them. mate. Yeah, yeah. You're not on sports oh, sound. Oh, don't, don't listen. Sound. We've got a good audience. We don't have a nationwide audience yet. So get yet. subscribing. We'll be there. <laughs> um, yes, my favourite moment comes. So I don't think you'll have seen the film Man of Steel. I haven't. So. It's a Henry Cavill Superman film. And in it, right at the start, he's having to pretend he doesn't have any powers and he's working in a bar and a man is harassing a waitress. So he goes up to them and goes, stop doing this. And the man turns and pushes Clark Kent. But because he's Superman, he doesn't even move. The guy just rebounds back off him. That was what I thought of when Louis Moat sends Alex Cochran flying into the net then as he's running past with a ball he kind of shoulder barges Craig Gordon he then turns and is just met by Toby Civic where he kind of rebounds and then goes oh wait this guy's huge and then calmly walks away <laughs> that was incredible well in Toby just going you might be able to deal with wee Alex Cochran sit down but no with me <laughs> sit <laughs> down dickhead <laughs> Uh, honestly, we are going down many a rabbit hole here with a switch. <laughs> Superman. Toby uh, Civic is the man of steel. This, this, anyway. this show is exactly why <laughs> we don't have a nationwide audience. <laughs> yes, exactly. so Toby Civic is a man of steel against the steel men. There you yeah. are. See? Boom. Have some of that. Oh, now it's definitely going to have to be called Man of Steel, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's what I was Damn hoping it. for. I was I've been planning oh. this point. I've been planning this point for two days, hoping um, that we'd get uh, Man of Steel out of the title, and we have. Get I it. Was, I was hoping for coefficient carriers and we could wind up a load of Celtic fans, as no. I like to do on Twitter. You do that and Rangers yourself. fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, right. I, might, I might just stick out a, a nonsense tweet despite our loss to Istanbul. See what happens. Great. I'm having no <laughs> part in that. Uh, speaking about individuals who do nothing towards their teams, Kevin Van Veen scores a goal that's offside, and it's yeah, really funny. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> It's, it's so an absolute funny. worldie. It is, but it means nothing because he's offside a mile. Um, he has a full-on tantrum. He picks up the corner flag. Oh, that was brilliant in fairness. I was having a tantrum as well, don't get me wrong. But that was hilarious. Has he ever played well against us, ever? You, you're, you're not having him, are you? You're I'm not really at not. all. I'm not at all. It's fine when you're playing your Ross Counties and your teams wow. like that. But, like, I think he's got one in six against us and the one was a penalty. I, I couldn't even... I genuinely didn't even think they'd scored. Just checking, yeah, it's half-time and Ross County are still one up. Oh, Aberdeen have missed a penalty at Livingston. Speaking about penalties, it's all wow. happening. Oh, <laughs> seamless this. It really is. Yeah, I just... I Listen, I, I'm sure he's good for Motherwell when I'm not watching, right? Because they oh. can't be that obsessed with him. For no reason. Sorry, this was after Livingston were awarded a penalty earlier in the game, courtesy of a VAR check. Oh, it's really all happening here. <laughs> God bless all. the cinch. This is premium Scottish football. 
But yeah, it just I found it funny how much he celebrated and then had a full on tantrum that it was chucks down the corner yeah. flag. It was so funny. But then Mother did equalise. Because <sighs> the ball's played out and then it was received to who I felt was uh, Motherwell's best player on the day, McKinstry. Plays He's it good. really well. He's very, He's very good. good. Very good. Plays the ball into the box. It's met by Blair Spittle equalise. It's two all. We've got ten men, thrown away a two goal lead, and I'll be honest at this point, I was thinking we're gonna get beat here. Yeah. Yeah, they were riding the crest of a wave, they were in the ascendancy, they'd come back from two down, had that goal chopped off. Uh I like Blair Spittle as a player as well. Um but this goal is far too easy for my liking and again it was showing that we were a man down. Um yeah. the second half really did pass us by after Halliday's goal and until the last couple minutes really. I, well, I, I I I really did believe that. I just I don't know. It's such it's such a funny game. A really crazy game. I think it's a just because game, we're so tired but a and we've got game. ten men. And we're having to work that little bit harder exactly for yeah, the numerical absolutely. disadvantage probably. But then cometh the hour, cometh the man. Alex Cochran. Who Baller. In my opinion, it's between him, Devlin, and probably because of his goal scoring Shankland for player of the season thus far. You're Devlin in that high, are you? Yeah, definitely. Because for the European performances European games, he was games. he was a best yeah. player in every game. He was a best in player in Europe by a country mile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cochrane on the, the domestic scene, though. Yeah, absolutely. You'll have no complaints from me. Gets the ball and just kind. Of, it was weird. It just kind of opened up for him. He just yeah. kept running. He's not usually running. the one to advance, particularly given that Andy Halliday's goal was obviously. Yeah. <laughs> in that second half in the exact heading towards the same goal um, again the ball that he actually whips in has got potential but needless to say we don't see its full potential Mr <laughs> McIver do we because inexplicably Sondra Johansson just goes I'll have that and just grabs it out the air and immediately does that face off oh no <laughs> what have I done that and yeah we get the penalty I will say because of the time it took, I was able to get myself up to stand and oh, watch the penalty. Nice. Oh, that's good. In that moment... Did I you have your Zimmer frame? Did somebody supply you with one of those? Gary Wales did. Because <laughs> in that moment, I turned and was like, I can't watch this. I made eye contact with Gary Wales. And Gary, for audio listeners, did a shugly hand motion like, oh, what's going to happen? As if I didn't need to have nerves enough, Gary. Oh, right? Thanks for that, Gaz. Cheers. But... Ron Shanklin steps up, gets his goal. He's 11th of the season. 11 goals and 2 assists in 22 games. Incredible. Is that not 12th of the season? 12th, sorry, 12 goals, 2 assists, 22 games. Just keep me right, mate. 6 out of 6 penalties scored because the retake one technically didn't count in the in the laws of the game because it had to nice. be retake so we don't count I, it I, I, did, I did hear that on sports sound so, uh, no sports scene rather so, yeah yeah, nice likely you've lifted that we we just have someone who I feel confident whenever they get a penalty I'm glad you said it not me because everybody knows I've been banging the Shanklin drum for a long long time is he no no I'm not, no I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that I don't want to put him in that same bracket it's far too early let's just move on but yeah feel, feel feel really confident when he steps up and uh, had absolutely no doubt that that would that would be the, the match winner my number 9 Bagsman I, I just have one more point um, in the 91st minute Kai Rolls 
came back into the side. He came on uh, Great to, to, a, see. to a massive ovation and two stats here. One, Kai Rolls came on and in the three minutes he was on the park, he went up for three aerial duels and won all three. No surprise. <laughs> it's like, so oh literally, yeah. literally so what we, we said defensive I know. this is great what a time to be alive and then uh, Alex Cochran made a challenge oh. that the stands celebrated like a goal absolutely Terry this is exactly what I mean we Cochran just loves a fight I, I'm, I'm back. I'd probably pick him if I had if I had a, if I had a hard <laughs> so player that had to defend my life, it'd be Alex Cochran, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. I reckon he would take on every bouncer at a nightclub in Edinburgh. He's just always. I noticed even his rage towards Kevin Clancy as well. It's so fun that offside oh, boy. He's just going brilliant. mental at him. There's one where I can literally see him. I'm watching his lips, trying to read his lips, and I think it's like, how can you not see that or something like that? And I'm just like, honest to God, love that guy. Hero, absolute hero, and a huge win. Can I just say how bad are Motherwell that they conceded three goals against ten men? Yeah, I mean conceding three goals to what ten men? You've got the numerical advantage for fifty plus minutes, fifty-two minutes or whatever. Um, Sixty-two minutes. No, no, fifty-two. When did they get sent off? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Did you say? 38, ah, yeah. 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 Um, but Stevie Hamill, to be fair to him, I mean, we praise Hamill Ball every week, mm-hmm. and uh, he Hamill Ball was not in full flow, but he, he didn't put that down to anything other than Hearts being quite good and Motherwell being pretty poor for the most part. So, do you know what? No excuses were made. I've got to admire that, um, and thankfully, we did a number on his team to earn a, a morale-boosting win. And we will take that morale-boosted win to Ibrox. Yay! <laughs> a Rangers team in disarray that need a morale-boosting win themselves. And who are the side that play them next up? Heart of Midlothian Football Club. It's us. What now, a buzz. Obviously, this is coming out a few hours before we play. So I imagine a lot of you will end up listening to this after we've been battered at Ibrox. <laughs> so... We'll mainly focus on the upcoming Livingston game, but before we do, nice. What is your score prediction for tonight as this is recorded? Tomorrow night, sorry, as this is recorded. Two one. I'm not going to say who for. <laughs> okay, just two one generally. <laughs> two one to somebody. You? I'm going four one Rangers. <laughs> nice. Hey, we'll score, and it'll be class. It'll be a lovely both, moment. At least we're both agreed that we'll score. At least one. At least one. Uh, However, yes, the last game before we break for a month, five weeks actually, Livingston at home. We are in the programme. Yes, we are. That is class. So, big fan. Maybe get to see our ugly mugs. Well, my ugly mug in the programme. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's not anybody wants. No, no, no. But I didn't want to say it to you. I know. Oh, uh, sorry if the program sales do take a dip part. So that's my, <laughs> my, my doing. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, Livingston. High flying Livingston, who as I speak are still two one ahead. That should yes. be a third penalty in the Aberdeen Jesus. game. At least um, they tucked her away this time. Yes. But yeah, so currently they will be ahead of us as we go into this game. If uh, unless there's big changes tomorrow night. But as with well. the incentive to overtake them. Unless yes. we're already ahead of them. 
so many different permutations. That's what happens when you record midweek and there's midweek yeah. matches. Honestly, I, I hate a midweek yeah. game now. I used to love it when it was wee because you're blown <laughs> yeah. away by tiny and the lights and everything looks great. And now in terms of scheduling, I'm like, this is an absolute bastard. Uh, yeah. You spend your weekend literally... I don't want to be looking at Kilmarnock starting 11 on a Saturday night and going, oh, do you know what? I wonder what changes Derek McInnes will make for the following <laughs> week. Fucking honestly. Regardless, how do you think we'll get on? We'll beat Livingston. Confidence is key. That's why I've said... They're high-flying. Yeah, I'd like to think we are too. Maybe we are after a win at Ibrox. <laughs> we're going to be saying this as we've been beaten 8 0 as a marker's been laid down. I'm afraid the Maria loss will have been subbed on and grabbed all eight, and that will be his season tally because he just loves scoring against <laughs> exactly. us. Ken will have his one good game a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, no you're going with a win for Livingston. What is your score? That's really boring if I say 2-1 again. 3-1 Hearts. 3-1. Interesting. I'm going to go with 2-1 us. Nice and boring. (laughs) Yep, that's us. (laughs) But yeah, we will see what happens. However, now we have the quiz. I've just really hurt my back as I did that. For the visual. You are an old, old man. I am. I am indeed. Anyway. But I look forward to the quiz. I always do. We've got the quiz. Here we go. You've not set this up great because you've just you've belittled the quiz this afternoon sending me this message. So I'm really worried as to how this will go. I've said I don't know how it's going to go, listeners. So this could be interesting. So as usual, we've got the multiple choice, true or false, who am I, and two others. And we're starting with the multiple choice. Oh, interesting. Lawrence Shankland currently has 12 goals in 22 games for Hearts. Uh But by this point last season how many goals did he have for Bearshot? is it A2 B3 C4 or D5 ouch it's shit whatever it is and shows how good he's been since he arrived I'm going to go 2 you're going with A2 you're incorrect the answer is B3 Asshole. Uh, he technically had four, but that's because one of them was known goal. Oh, <laughs> but that, great. that doesn't count, obviously. <laughs> um, we're just speaking there about travelling to Ibrox. But in what minute last season did Craig Halkett score his equaliser at Ibrox? You were there. I was you there. You were present. I want the exact minute. Was it the 89th? He's one minute off. It was the 90th. <laughs> oh! He's missed it by that seconds. so annoying. He's zero for two. Can he make it? Hold on one? a second. On a technicality here. Does it no. say... <laughs> you no. know what I'm going to say in it. No. It's no seconds no. to one is the first. No. It was no. In no way have you got that. Okay. Can he make it one for three with the true or false? The question Adam is famously great at. Yeah. <laughs> 50-50 chance. <laughs> I still fuck it up. So, true or false? Rolls, Devlin and Atkinson, as we've said, will be at the World Cup this winter. Uh-huh. But this is the second time Hearts have had three or more players represent the club at an international tournament. 
true or false? Oh, what a great question. The second time. Not the first, or not more than two. This is the second time. The second time. Three or uh, more uh, what, players. The same nation, or just different nations? No, different nations. We've had three players there. Oh, why did I ask that? <laughs> I could have appealed that toward the end, and I got it wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> you now have even more yeah, clarification. Uh, and I've still, still got the exact same chance of getting it right, and I inevitably yeah. won't. I will say... I'm going to say true. It Going is the He's zero for three. It's oh, I was literally going to say that, but you you tricked me into saying no every single time. So I thought <laughs> for once he's going to go yes. Uh, this is the first time. I shouldn't, like why 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 did I think that this would be the second time? I, I'm I don't know. trying to scramble my brain. Stop falling for McIver's mind games. Right. As I'm gonna beat, this, three, is, this is the first donut. As you're zero for three, I'm going to give you... Oh my God, Ross County have just scored again. They're 2-0 up. No way. <laughs> oh, that is tremendous. Right, that might change. Anyway, I'm going to oh, be that even more really. good news for you, Adam. I'm going to give you leeway with this question. Right, okay. So... Andy Halliday has been in fine form oh, this season, God. especially in recent <laughs> oh, no. weeks. But how many appearances has he now made for Hearts? If you get it within five appearances, I'll give you it. So you can have it five. If you guess five above or five below, I'll give you the point. It's, it's got to be a round figure. Otherwise, this is the most random question of all time. I wanted to get an Andy Halliday question in because I feel like he's been that good. Let's think about this logically. He joined the championship late. I would estimate he'd have around 30-odd there. Bit part last season. 50, maybe, if he's got another 20 games on top of that. And this season, we've played a plethora of games. He's probably been at the heart the most. I've got 65 in my head. I'm going to go for 65. So if it's between 60 and 70, he's got it. He's 0 for 4 as it's 87. Is he playing 87 games? 87 games. Really? Yep. Second most appearances for any club in his career. Honestly, 87 yep. games? According to Transfer Marked, 87 games. Did not think it was as many as that. Right, well, in a historic first... You're zero for four going into the who am I? This is the donut. This is a big fat donut. There could be a chance. This quiz has been ever. an absolute disaster. <laughs> I've literally just been mugged off by your skull. We could have, ladies and gentlemen, the first time where someone oh, gets zero for five. We are. We just definitely are. But I'm going to make it nigh on fucking impossible next week. Knowing Adam... He'll get this who am I. He'll Are get really, really, really Oh, what I would give to get this. You don't understand. Right. I represented 15 clubs in my career, but only made more than 50 appearances at two of them. In my first three seasons in senior football, I scored 20 goals in 17 starts. Wow. I've played in Scotland, England, Cyprus and Thailand. 
and I am related to a famous Scottish musician. Who am I? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thailand? Who plays in Thailand? 15 clubs? <laughs> yeah. You've got your two questions. This... this player must be a centre forward with that record that is unbelievable 20 goals and 17 starts did you say yep in his first three years of professional football oh first three yeah no yeah more goals than games he's got to be a centre forward McIver would you do me the honour of informing me each and every one (laughs) of this man's 15 gloves please so this is where I think you're going to immediately get it right because I realised I did all this and then I then decided to look at the clubs and went, oh, that's quite easy. <laughs> so oh, we'll Don't see. say this. Don't say this. So, Celtic, Birmingham, Ipswich, Portsmouth, Dundee, Wigan, Chef Wed, Rotherham, Hearts, Dunfermline, Rotherham, Kelly. Ionosis Neon SN United <laughs> Livingston What a yucky array of clubs <laughs> Celtic Birmingham Ipswich Portsmouth Dundee Wigan Chef Wed Rotherham Us Dunfermline Rotherham again Killy Ionosis Neon SN United and Livingston no, nothing's popping in my head, mate. Nothing's You've got one other question, and would you like the clues again? Celtic, Birmingham, Ipswich, Pompey. Who have we ever had that's played for Portsmouth previously? Dundee. Still got another question. A former Celtic youth, presumably. Is that your question? No. Okay. I'm going to ask... No, that's a wasted question. Is it? I don't know unless you ask it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask, what nationality is this player? This individual is Scottish. Such a wasted question. I can give you the clues again if you want. Yeah, please. I represented 15 clubs in my career, but only made more than 50 appearances at two of those clubs. In my first three seasons in senior football, I scored 20 goals in 17 starts. I played in Scotland, England, Cyprus and Thailand, and I am related to a famous Scottish musician. Can you give me the clubs again? Please. Yes. <laughs> Don't have a clue. Nobody's popping in my head here. Celtic, Birmingham, Ipswich, Portsmouth, Dundee, Wigan, Chef Wed, Rotherham, Hearts, Dunfermline, Rotherham again, Killy, Ionosis Neon, SN United, Livingston. Don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. 
Don't do what you did with Ruben Palazuelos. You need to give a name. No, but no, nobody's nobody's popping into my head. Like not a, like a gen, I genuinely cannot think of anybody. Celtic, Birmingham, Ipswich, Portsmouth, Rotherham twice, Dundee, Rotherham twice, Wigan, Killy. Sheffield Wednesday, Killy, Livingston, Livingston, Eosis Neon and S and United as well. The heavy hitters oh, that they yeah. are. Yeah. I know all of it then. Yep. Uh, See, somebody like a Craig B would pop into my head, but he's not represented half those clubs. It doesn't make any sense. Portsmouth. Yep. Scottish, yep. presumably a centre forward. He is indeed Scottish. I don't have the foggiest. I honestly have no idea. Is this. Go- is, am I going to kick myself here? I don't know, actually. I'll be intrigued to see your reaction. Well, I'm going to kick myself because I'm zero for five in the quiz, so <laughs> that's embarrassing. But imagine if you pull it out the bag here with a name. Yeah, but, no, but nobody's coming to mind. I almost want you to because it'll be the best moment of this show ever. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> think, Adam, think. Celtic, Birmingham, Ipswich. <laughs> Oh, We're doing this again. Oh my god. Right, I'm going to need a name. Don't fucking rush me, mate. <laughs> Feeling like there for six minutes. Oh, this is haunting. No, I can't. I can't think of a single soul. Are you Living's, giving up or are you saying Kelly? Celtic give up no idea he's given up there is no name provided the who am I this week was Mark Burchill we never got that no never got that a little, I, I don't know if that was a little bit before my time so maybe. No, I feel like was, your, qu- when your did questions Mark Burchill play for us 2005 no I don't remember that so I, gen- I, I genuinely d- I don't remember him I don't mean to be disrespectful but I don't, I don't remember him playing I assumed your question was going to be when did he play for us and it was going to be interesting because he was literally only at us for a season exactly he was, he was oh, only at us for when, a season when they got that who are the clubs that he played over 50 games for uh, Celtic where he played 50 uh, and Dunfermline he played 85 times even across 85 like Andy Halliday's played more for Hearts than Mark Burchill played for Dunfermline the club that he played for the most throughout his entire career yeah that is wild Andy Halliday doesn't have 15 clubs in fairness (laughs) Um, the musician that he's related to is Charlie Burchill the guitarist out of Simple Minds oh really yeah it's his dad's cousin oh nice Um. Also, the in my first three seasons in senior football, I scored twenty goals and seventeen starts. There was also thirty-three sub appearances in there, but it didn't tell me how many. Wait, it didn't say the stat was just. Burchill scored twenty goals and seventeen starts for Celtic. Then in brackets, thirty-three sub appearances. So I don't know how many of the goals came in the sub appearances. Oh well, no matter. Well, 
historic moment as someone has went zero for five. You just for knew the first it would be me as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nah, honestly, mate. Just my head's up my arse. Don't well, care. too much going on. It's been, it's been a journey. It's been a journey this week. But we In hope fairness, you have enjoyed it. That quiz was bloody horrendous as well. <laughs> it's the fact that you kept missing. Like, you got the true the false one. one. The Again, shanked one, one, you're off by a yard. The Halkett one, you're off Halkett by a, a minute. minute. Like, come on. <laughs> like, it's literally. Come on. That's the harshest. One goal, that's the one harshest minute, zero for five. Ever. A 50-50. <laughs> Welcome here, I when you ask me to get 12 players right, and if I don't get all 12, I get no points. Welcome to my world. Got, got to be harsh, mate. Yep, ex- exactly. Mark Botchop. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed. Let us know if you managed to get Mark Birchall from those clues. But yes, it's been a long one. We hope you have enjoyed it. You, you're probably listening to this as the fifth rattles in at Ibrox, but hopefully we're more entertainment. And if we are, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps us out. If you're watching us on YouTube and you've been enjoying me being in pain with my back, please leave a like, subscribe, and comment. We're at Perti Paisley on all forms of social media. We're also Perti Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Uh, they can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendo, where I will be waxing lyrical about the illustrious career of Mark Burchill. What about yourself? I am at DMacIver22. We'll be back next week for what is probably going to be the last episode in a while due to the World Cup coming, and we don't really know what's happening. Unless there we've might got be a something. special guest. There you might be never something. Know. We don't know. But we hope you'll enjoy us and we'll be speaking about the probably inevitable loss against Rangers the hopeful win against Livingston and anything else that happens in between then but until then we'll see you next time bye bye come on the horse <laughs>